Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. This was back in 2018. It was in September, and it was my birthday. That morning when I was getting ready for school, my mom told me to dress a little better than I usually did. Now, my usual was a t-shirt and shorts, considering how hot it was for most of the year. Even so, though, I did as she asked, and so did my younger brother. Throughout the day, I had received the occasional happy birthday and even got a few gifts. During lunch, I got called up to the front office and I was told I was going home. I saw my mom waiting for me with a huge smile on her face. When I got in the car, my little brother was already there and my parents had huge grins. I finally asked what was going on and my mom had put an envelope right in my hand. Inside of it were priority tickets to go watch America's Got Talent. I gave out a squeal and thanked them. It's not really that I was excited to go watch the show itself, but I was really excited because of the guest performers. The famous K-pop band BTS were performing at the taping that day, so I was pretty through the roof that my parents had actually managed to get priority tickets. My younger brother didn't really care, but he was glad to be out of school. In typical Los Angeles fashion, a normally 15-minute drive from my neighborhood to the actual city took over an hour due to traffic. When we got there, the line was long, but hadn't really wrapped around the building just yet. As we were waiting to get checked in, I noticed a man by the RuPaul pop-up shop. He looked like he was by himself, which was kind of odd in itself, but I shrugged it off. Maybe he was here with his daughter, or actually came to genuinely watch the taping of the show, and not BTS like a majority of us were. The rest of the day went really well. We got to sit near the judge's panel, and my dad got Howie Mandel to wave back at him. I got to see BTS, and overall had a really great birthday. After the show, my family and I were walking out of the theater. I saw the man again, but this time he was staring back at me. Quickly, I had followed my mom to the restroom. I told her about the man, and she just said to ignore him, since Hollywood is full of weirdos. I mean, she wasn't wrong, so I agreed. We were getting really hungry afterwards, but the McDonald's across the street was packed to the brim, and so we decided to find somewhere else to eat at. We joined the herd on the street to get to the car. I was trailing behind my family, and my mom held onto my wrist so I wouldn't get lost in the crowd. As we walked, my free hand was then yanked behind me. I turned to see that same creepy man from earlier, now tugging at my hand, a strong grip on my wrist. The more he tugged, the more my mother got tugged too. She turned to see what was happening and immediately called for my dad and brother. Now, my dad and my brother aren't really too intimidating, but they are bulky guys. Even though he was my younger brother and only in eighth grade, he was already taller than my dad. For reference, my dad's only 5'6". Even with the attention of my whole family and some of the moving crowd, the man continued his pulling. 
My arm is super thin, and my hand fits into the gloves of an eight-year-old, so I honestly thought he was going to break my arm at this point. Eventually, he let go and then ran away, but that wasn't the end of it. My dad decided we would eat at KFC. It wasn't that packed like the McDonald's, yet still had a significant number of people. Despite this, we had found a table and got our food. We discussed what had just happened and just laughed it off after my brother cracked a few jokes. Halfway through our meal, a man walked in with his head down. We were on the other side of the restaurant, so we all saw him enter. It was the same man who attempted to take me on the walk of fame. My dad walked up to the nearest employee and explained the situation. The employee nodded and went to go call the police. When the man noticed us staring at him, he ran out. I think he was waiting for me to be alone like go to the bathroom or something so he could snatch me then speed away. Now I'm 17 and I'm going to turn 18 this year and my parents are still really weary of letting me go out, but I can understand why. I still love going to Hollywood though, but only with my family or a close group of friends. I also got tickets to go see BTS in the Rose Bowl, but COVID decided to ruin that. Please stay safe out there. This literally happened two weeks ago, just a couple of days after moving into a new apartment to start college. So a friend of mine wanted to stay at my place since it's in a different city, even though I hadn't really been living there for long myself. This is important, as I wasn't yet familiar with my neighborhood, and I was living in the city center, meaning that there were a lot of dangerous places nearby. Anyway, my friend ended up coming in on the first few days, we were having a lot of fun, just catching up and exploring the city. However, I noticed that she wasn't used to living in a big city, as she was constantly sharing our personal information with literally strangers. For example, telling the taxi driver that she's visiting me and that I live alone in this city. She also wanted to walk through certain parts of the city that were considered pretty dangerous, and even though I was telling her that I didn't really feel comfortable walking there, she insisted that we were safe. After a couple of days, the situation got worse, and I found myself walking through alleyways and roads that were very unsafe. I should also mention that we're both very young petite girls, and we were dressed quite nicely too, although I do have a lot of piercings that sometimes make me a target. On the last day of her visit, we decided to go for a coffee nearby. While we were walking home, my friend then told me that she wanted to walk some more, and that we should explore the nearby roads and take a different road back home. This made me very uncomfortable, as I wasn't at all familiar with any of these roads, but since it was the last day I have to deal with this, I accepted. After a couple of minutes of us walking around, I noticed a strange looking man leaning against a building in a somewhat secluded area of the road. This made me uneasy because I knew that in order for us to go home, we would have to pass him again on our way back. Well, after spending some time on the busy side of that road, we decided to head back. This time, however, I noticed that this man was standing there with a woman that I hadn't seen before. When we passed by them, the woman started to talk to us and we had then stopped to see what she wanted. The woman was asking all sorts of really personal questions, and the man was standing on the other side of us, meaning that we were sandwiched between these two strangers. I tried to answer her questions as vaguely as possible, 
but this was taking a really long time, and I was now becoming increasingly anxious. At some point, she had told us she worked for a store, and that she wanted to give us some of the cards from said store, and we're just like, yeah, okay, thanks. However, she didn't have any cards with her, and instead, she wanted us to walk with her on the other side of the road. Now at this point, all the alarm bells are totally going off in my head, and I'm getting ready to run. My friend, on the other hand, then started following her, and I knew I couldn't leave her alone. As we're crossing the road, we notice that the store that she described is nowhere in sight, and that she's now leading us into a very dark and empty alleyway. Mind you, this was literally in the middle of the day, and it was one of the sunniest days of the week, and we still couldn't see into that alleyway. It was at this point that I realized that something really bad is about to go down, so I just stop in the middle of the road, and I look at my friend like, yeah, we're getting out of here now. I then tell the woman that we're not going to go into the alleyway, as we have to catch the subway, and my friend then asks if she can bring the cards outside. The woman is still being very polite, but she explains that she can't do that, and that we have to go with her inside. As you can imagine, after hearing this, I'm just like, yeah, fuck that, we're leaving now, and I grab my friend, and we start walking away. After we reached a safer road, I proceeded to have an extreme panic attack, but my friend seemed totally clueless as to what had just happened, and she just kept telling me that I was overreacting. However, when my friend later left that afternoon, I had told my mom what happened, and her face turned white as a ghost, and she started freaking out. She then went on to inform me that last week, on that same exact road, some people attempted to kidnap a female college student, and when she resisted, they stabbed her. The girl fortunately survived, but it was a very brutal attack. I can't begin to imagine what would have happened to us had we actually walked into that alleyway. This just happened as I was closing down my kiosk at a Safeway. I'm 18 years old, 5 foot 2, and I'm still in high school in my senior year. I have a short pixie cut and I'm non-binary. I had started working at Starbucks as a barista just over two months ago. I was kind of tossed into the deep end after about two weeks of training, and I was then put to close by myself. At the time, I was 17. Due to my more alter grunge style of clothing, intense makeup, and very gender-fluid way of dressing, I often look like a boy, and I would always get comments, though luckily, all positive so far. I'm also someone who had always loved horror, so while closing, I'd listen to the scary stories on this channel. I would like to think that because of this, I would know how to react, but when the moment came down to it, I just froze up. It was a Friday night in Seattle, surprisingly not raining and warmer than you would think in the first week of fall. It was just after 7 when we closed and I was doing all my tasks. Doing the food pool, cleaning the dishes, you get the idea. As I was stocking up the sugars and straws outside my kiosk, someone came up behind me. He was someone that I guessed to be in his late 30s or so. He had a gray hoodie on, jeans, a short beard, and a cap on. He asked if I could just fill two of the biggest cups up with ice for his drink. Because it's not a drink, I felt fine doing this, and I agreed without hesitation as I had filled up the cups for this man, 
He started to talk, at first just asking how I was and how my day's been. Small talk. I answered quickly and politely so I could try and get out on time, but his questions and comments soon became really uncomfortable. He asked where I lived and I said a town over, which wasn't true. I actually live right across the street. If you look out the windows, you can see the front door to my building. He asked if I have a Facebook, which I do, but of course I said I don't. He still showed me his and he then introduced himself. We'll call him D, and he told me his birthday's coming up, and I should add him. D then told me where he lived to the street building and apartment number. He said I'm welcome to stop by anytime. All I would have to do is open the front gate and knock on the door furthest to the left. I didn't quite know how to respond, so I just told him to have a good night. But he didn't leave. In fact, he was much more eager to stay. D then asked if I was above 26. I thought that was strange, but said no I'm not. He then told me how he likes to guess, since he's 42. After this, I guessed he had autism, or some kind of mental disorder going on. I had a close friend growing up with similar issues, so I developed a kind of radar. I'm not saying I can just look at someone and tell. Just the oversharing, not noticing my social cues, and small mannerisms gave me a feeling. D then asked if it was okay if he could use the seating area in the store. Although I was very uncomfortable at this point, I was honest, and I said it was. Now, the seating area is right next to the Starbucks I work at. Almost anywhere you sit, you could watch me close. Did I think of this at the time? No, I didn't. So, D then proceeds to push his cart with his two cups of ice and a few groceries to the seating area, and faced his chair towards me. I didn't look at him often, but when I did, he wasn't actually looking at me. So, I figured that was it, and kept closing. He came up again a few minutes later, and he pulled out his phone. He showed me a picture of the TV that we have in the seating area, which was currently off. He told me there's a piece of paper on it. I conceded, and then he asked if I could read it to him. I told him I'm farsighted, so I can't read his phone. Not a total lie there. He looked disappointed, then asked if I could come out of my station and read it to him, since he has bad eyes. I said that I needed to get home as fast as I can, so I need to keep cleaning. He offered to stay back until I was done, so I could help him. I just told him I won't have time, and apologized. He sighed and then walked away. He went back to his seat and drinks as I tried to focus on my job. By now, I was on the verge of a panic attack, and I called for a person in charge to meet me by the trash, since that was on the other side of the store. On my way there, the PIC sent over the intercom to call him, so I had to go back to the Starbucks to use the phone. I sped back and then called him. He asked what I needed. I told him there was an uncomfortable situation that I needed to talk to him about away from the Starbucks. He then told me to meet him by the self-checkout. Since this was still in D's sights, I half-jogged to meet him before self-checkout so that D could no longer see us. I let my PIC know what's happening, and he told me D does this to everyone, no matter their gender, race, or age. He let me know D was special, but that it's never gone past oversharing. I then let my PIC know that D said he could wait for me to get off, and my PIC said that wasn't normal. 
He said he would talk to Dee, and I thanked him. And I continued to take out the trash and went to do the food pull. When I got to the trash, I tried to text my Starbucks manager, but I was shaking too much to even type a single word. So I called her and let her know what was happening, and that I really wanted to leave as soon as I can. She told me to wrap it up and I can leave, or to just leave a note and I can get out of there. I decided to do my food pull, but as I was, I heard the intercom in the Starbucks call for him. I really didn't want to go by D again, so I just stayed back and finished my pull. As I was leaving to go back, eventually my PIC came around the corner. He told me my manager called and I let him know that I would like to be walked home and to leave early. He understood and he said it made total sense. I walked back to the Starbucks with him close behind me. He then did a quick sweep of the store. As I didn't see D heading back, I then told him that I thought D left. My PIC let me know that D was still in the store, but he was talking to another employee. My heart nearly stopped at this point, and I then felt tears coming from my eyes. He told me not to worry though, and that he would stay with me until I leave. He held true to his words and stayed with me until I put the food away and got a few more things done so it would be easier for the openers. After that, my PIC walked with me so I could then check out and then watch me leave before then finding D and drawing him into a conversation while I jogged to the street and jaywalk across. I called my mom to meet me downstairs. As I got inside my building, I had told my mom everything that happened. I'm now typing this all up in the bath trying to calm down. Although it was really scary, I want to try to recognize that D was just someone who didn't realize what he was doing or how uncomfortable he was making me. I really want to believe he had no bad intentions in mind, but I'd really rather be safe than sorry. For reference, I'm a girl, and I was 19 years old at the time of this story. I go to college in a pretty rural area in upstate New York. I'd like to take late night walks around campus early in the year when it was still warm out, and it was usually late right around 1 to 2 a.m. Well, one night I went later than usual at almost 3.30 a.m., and almost no other students were out at the time. In fact, I didn't see any other student the entire time I was outside. My college campus is mostly isolated from the rest of the city, but cars still pass through sometimes. However, I didn't expect to see any that late at night. So, I was a bit surprised when I then heard the roar of a truck from behind me. I had my earbuds in and I was blasting music, so I didn't even notice it until it got really close to me. The driver looked at me and then slowed the truck down. At this point, I had turned off my music but left my earbuds in to give him the illusion that I wasn't alarmed. I began walking quickly and he sped up the truck slightly to match my pace, though he still had not passed me. After walking to the end of the street I was on, I reached a crosswalk and I waited for him to go past before I would cross as his light was green. But since there were no other cars behind him, he waited at the green light. At this point, I became really afraid and not daring to look at him. I then began to sprint all the way back to my dorm. He followed me in his truck. My dorm was situated right next to a huge waterfall and the path to it was narrow, unlit and worst of all, paved, which meant that he could follow and corner me if he wanted to. 
Instead, however, I ran to the only restaurant still open at the time that was a few hundred feet beyond the path to my dorm and went in, ordering a sandwich even though I wasn't hungry. I kept glancing outside, and to my horror, the truck had now parked directly in front of the restaurant. The driver got out and then stumbled over, peering through the glass. Then he too came in, and he ordered something with slurred words, while I still refused to look at him. He repeatedly went back out to his truck and came back a few times, and in the meantime, my order was ready. I looked back outside during one of the times that he had ventured back to his truck, and I saw that he had moved it a little bit closer to the entrance. The employees in the restaurant noticed me looking outside and not leaving, despite getting a to-go order. I asked them if they knew who the man was that just placed that order, and while they had never had him as a customer before, they agreed he was suspicious, and they told me to stay in the restaurant until closing, and that one of them would walk me back to my dorm. However, since they weren't going to be closing for quite a while, I called one of my male friends who lived in my dorm, and I asked him to come walk me back. He came within about five minutes, and now seeing my companion, who was well over six feet tall, the man got in his truck, which he had been waiting beside, and then sped off. Safe to say, I never took a late night walk again.